0: This podcast is sponsored by valleygivesback.org. What will you be remembered for? Name a Valley nonprofit in your estate plan and create a legacy that tells future generations what matter to you. Making a gift that costs nothing during your lifetime is easy and revocable if things change. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Your action inspires others to make a difference in their own way. Remember the Valley. Ask your accountant, financial planner, or attorney about planned giving options. Plan now, give later, impact tomorrow. Learn more at valleygivesback.org. Hey, it's Eugene Driscoll of Welcome to Naval Gazing the Valley Indie podcast. We are sponsored by valleygivesback.org, as you just heard, because I know you all pay attention to the opening ad, right? Right. Visit that website when you get a chance and find out a new way to support Valley Nonprofits. Uh, da, 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 da. All right, so this week I decided to... I was just writing a story out of last week's Board of Alderman meeting, which was last Thursday, January, whatever. <clears throat> I'm recording this on the 14th, so whatever Thursday was, you figure it out. I'm not good at math. And they had this great discussion, because I've been a reporter now on the local level for 20 years, and I love me a good municipal meeting. And by that, I mean when there's... Uh, a topic of some weight with some meat uh, to be discussed. That's the issue uh, of the moment of the meeting. And there are differences of opinion about said issue, but it's not just political BS or spinning or trying to make the other guy uh, look bad. There's actually honest to goodness different philosophies about how to apply some type of municipal policy. And that happened last week at the Derby Board of Alderman meeting. They were talking about whether to grant a tax break, they call a tax incentive, but it's a tax break, for AIEP. That is the company that purchased the former Marshall Lane Manor Nursing Home, 101 Marshall Lane in East Derby, and converted it into a dormitory slash community for international high school students who come to America, primarily from China, from what I understand, to study at the elite private high schools in the area. So the specific deal, if you will, on the table for the aldermen to consider and older women, was whether to grant a tax break of about $47,000 that would be phased in over the next, or phased out, I guess more accurately, over the next three years. They would pay a little less in year one, two, and then three. Year four, they're back up to their full tax bill. So in this first clip, I'm going to play David Guerrera. He is the co-founder of the company, went to Fairfield University actually, with Ethan Fryer, former reporter. Uh, He talks about, or he makes the case why he thinks Derby should grant this for his company and why the city should have a policy in place to begin with. There wasn't one before AIEP came to the city. Here's David Guerrera.
1: My name is David Guerrero, owner of 101 Marshall Lane in Derby, Connecticut. I'm here this evening to request the support of the Derby Board of Aldermen and Alderwoman.
0: Oh yeah, it's me again. Uh, You might have to turn this up. I recorded this on an iPhone. So the sound quality is not perfect. And everyone who complains out there about the sound quality of this podcast, give me a break. I'm one guy. I record this thing. I have no training in broadcast. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm a self-taught audio engineer, I guess. So give me a break and deal with it. For
1: the approval of our submitted tax incentive application for 101 Marshall Lane. Prior to purchasing 101 Marshall Lane, I met with Mayor Zekin in a very early 2018 to formally introduce myself after a long for fruitful eight months of public meetings with the Derby Planning and Zoning Commission on our proposed zone tax change. I expressed my gratitude for the support of our project and explained and committed to our future plans for 101 Marshall Lane. The issue of Derby not having a tax incentive plan similar to other Connecticut towns and cities was discussed during our meeting. I expressed my concern for the long road ahead if I were to purchase 101 Marshall Lane, <coughs> including but not limited, to the extraordinary investment for the future benefit of the continued operation of a dilapidated empty old building whose tax revenue performance was for many years below normal. Other Connecticut developers whom I'm familiar with question why I thought Derby was a financially practical location for our dormitory project when other towns had tax rates that were much lower or at the very least welcomed new businesses with a generous tax incentive plan. <coughs> The mayor and I discussed the proposed tax incentive plan and suggested that I work with his economic development liaison, Mr. Carmen Desenzo, to help offer my business advice on how a plan might be created. Monthly, I followed up with Mr. DeCenzo to see what the status of the tax incentive plan was. As I expected the plan to be passed prior to me commencing renovations. And the response was a cordial, we are diligently working on it. With the anticipation of the city of Derby implementing a tax incentive plan and my immediate need to purchase 101 Marshall Lane to complete renovations prior to the upcoming school year, I took a risk and moved forward with <clears throat> the purchase of the building instead of waiting for the plan's formal approval.
0: Uh, it's Eugene, sorry to interrupt again, but I should probably point out that the timing, he's talking about the timing here because one of the things that Alderwoman Barbara De Janeiro pointed out last month is that the city the alderman is talking about retroactively essentially granting this tax incentive because the work or at least the work 1.5 million dollars worth of work has already been done and the last line of the ordinance that they adopted says this can't be retroactive so that's why that the timing is important here
1: today i have personally invested my own hard earned capital into 101 marshall lane over a very short period of four months which renovations were completed. To this day, visitors are amazed that the project was completed so quickly. We made a promise to the city and taxpayers of Derby and delivered on it 110%. We currently house bright, dedicated, hard-working, happy international students attending nearby high schools, and to date have had no complaints. If anything, numerous compliments from neighbors and school officials on what we have accomplished have been forthcoming. I'm planning on renovating the back half of 101 Marshall Lane very soon. However, I'm anxiously waiting for the approval of our tax incentive application so that I can continue running and investing in 101 Marshall Lane. Please kindly consider my application as we are indeed a new business to Derby, have invested significant capital in Derby, and will continue to do so for many years to come. Thank you.
0: Okay, again, that was David Guerrera of AIEP talking about uh, requesting that the Board of Aldermen grant his new business a three-year tax break of $47,000 total. Uh, things that jumped out to me uh, with that was uh, the fact that he had talked to sort of the mayor's administration before purchasing purchasing this and uh, decided to go ahead with the expectation that this tax incentive program would be coming. I've heard that before. Like I went to one of the early tax incentive subcommittee meetings. And developers were there, were basically saying like, look, what you're doing here is trying to grow your grand list. And if you give a temporary break over a couple of years, just in an adaptive reuse, that's what this is, an adaptive reuse. We're taking an old property and doing something different with it. uh, You're giving us the ability to do a better project, which benefits everybody. We can plant our seeds, get more involved in the community, do more stuff, and increase our chances of succeeding in a place where it's not easy to do so. Derby is the fifth most economically distressed city in the state of Connecticut, and uh, it's got a high grand list. So uh, I should probably also point out, I'm not advocating uh, who's right and who's wrong in all this. I'm just simply trying to translate uh, these audio recordings uh, so they're not, I'm literally taking them out of context and putting them, splitting them up, so I'm providing context. Anyway, up next is Carmen Disenzo. He is the city's part-time economic development liaison he's a former alderman he's the former he's a former board of alderman uh, president he's a former mayoral candidate former football coach lived in derby his whole life and he chaired the tax incentive committee and he talks about why the city needs this here's carmen Dicenzo. i'll interrupt to provide context
2: carmen
3: Desenzo, 730 drive um, i was the chairman of the tax incentive committee and um when we did have our meetings they were open to the public Uh, not one person came to the meeting to object to the tax incentive program Um, the part of the program that mr. Guerrero's uh, AIEP 101 uh, Marshall Lane the tax of the part of the tax incentive program that he's up is the adaptive reuse he took a dilapidated building in Ward 3 And I don't believe that a tax incentive program should be specified for certain areas of town. If Derby's going to offer a tax incentive program, then they should offer it for the entire town.
0: Interrupting here, it's Eugene again. So what Carmen is talking about there when he says the tax incentive should be applied uh, equally everywhere, anybody from any part of Derby should be able to step forward and make an appeal, assuming, assuming they qualify for the program. The, right before Carmen spoke, Anielo Malerba, the chairman of the town Democratic Party, spoke. He was on the other side of the room from where I was sitting, so my iPhone just didn't capture the audio uh, in a state that would be reproduce here. You would not be able to hear it. But anyway, basically what Mr. Malerba said was, it sounds like a good plan uh, in general, but we should really be granting these benefits to owners or potential investors, property owners, that are in a part of Derby that really needs it, sort of like downtown where businesses are struggling and come and go, or the downtown redevelopment zone that has been stagnant for years. Although the state recently, by the way, pulled permits to start demo work or could, you know, on the south side of Main Street, which could start later this month. Uh, another uh, Democrat that had expressed reservations was Mark Garofalo. Last month, the town clerk, just on a, as a private citizen, wrote a letter to the Board of Aldermen saying, uh, you know, the 101 Marshall Lane project was approved with a zone change, and there doesn't seem to be any need to incentivize this project because it clearly works on its own merit. So a difference of philosophy, uh, if you will. That's what Carmen's referring to there. All right, back to Carmen.
3: He took a dilapidated building and put $1.5 million of his money into the building. He took a building that was bringing in $21,000 000- A year in taxes, and it's now bringing in $79,947 a year in taxes. Anyone who comes to Derby and qualifies under the adaptive reuse or the other incentive programs that the board passed, and when we did have our meetings, we specifically, Mr. Sampson was there, we specifically said. That AIEP would be our first adaptive reuse program.
0: Uh, the Sampson he's referring to is Charles Sampson, the president of the Board of Aldermen.
3: He is still working on his building. He plans to put another $500,000 into the building, which will bring him up to over $2 million, and he's going to be taxed on that. You are giving him a $15,000 a year break for the next three years but he put two million dollars into our, into our city. And he's gonna be paying tax on that two million dollars for God knows how long. I hope it's forever. And I welcome people to come to Derby to give them a tax incentive program because that's what we're here for. That's my job. My job is to entice people to come to Derby to build buildings, to adaptive reuse, And that's what we should be doing, attracting new businesses. Thank you.
0: All right, again, that was Carmen DeCenzo. The other thing I don't know if I mentioned, uh, Alderwoman Barbara DeGenerio brought this up at the December board of aldermen meeting when this tax incentive first uh, came up, or the specific application from AIEP to benefit $47,000 over the course of three years uh, in this tax incentive program. And she pointed out, hey, the last line of this ordinance we adopted previously says this can't be retroactive, and this is retroactive. So this next clip is Charles Sampson, the president of the Board of Aldermen, asking questions uh, to Carmen Dicenzo. Uh, specifically on this retroactive question that Barbara Janeiro, who's an attorney, by the way, brought up uh, previously. Uh, then Alderman Ron Silla, the second ward, asks a couple of questions, and then Barbara DeGennaro, uh gets in there and makes her points known. Here we go.
2: It was brought up on the floor about um, retroactive, being that the application came in but the construction had already started. But My question is uh, the and, and I'm going to ask Carmen first. Carmen, is, as far as you know, construction is still going on from the, from yes. the initial construction. Yes, he actually has a, about another $500,000 to put into the back half of his building to finish the rooms. Okay. And and the 47000 broken up the 30000 2010. Correct. So so it's approximately fifteen thousand a year. Well it averages out to about fifteen five a year, yes. And and with the current money that he's put in the one point five million uh one point five million plus the additional five hundred thousand, the assessors already stated um, that the assessment value on the property his taxes would be you said it earlier was sixty nine or seventy nine. Seventy nine thousand. That's at this so, stage right now. As it stays right now. Correct. So so this town is still making a It's going to make even even more when he's done with the building. And then after the third year, it goes back to that normal normal rate. Yes,
0: correct. Thank you. A quick word from our sponsor, valleygivesback.org. Adding a Valley charity to your estate plan creates a lasting legacy that tells future generations what causes matter to you. Your action will inspire others to follow your lead and make a difference. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley community forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Learn more at valleygivesback.org, an initiative of the Valley Community Foundation. Plan now, give later, and impact tomorrow at valleygivesback.org. All right. So, yeah, there is Carmen Dicenzo and Charlie Sampson having a little uh, question and answer session. Uh, for now it'll be uh, Ron Sill and then Barbara De Janeiro. Yeah. Uh, you know do you know what the taxes, I'm, I'm sorry. Taxes were before? 21000
3: It was 21000 Right, and now it's 79000 at the one point five where he is now, and then it'll go up a little bit more once he finishes the building.
4: Uh, so two points, actually I made a couple points similar last month. One was that the application came in after the ordinance for work done prior to the ordinance taking effect. And my concern, as, as I said last month, was, um, you know, what's to stop other businesses and home structures to come in and say they've done work, they now want a tax abatement. And one of my other concerns was the retroactivity of the ordinance right in the ordinance says it's not retroactive. Mm -hmm. Um, And it didn't take effect until October. So that's one of my questions. Now that I looked at the adaptive reuse, um, I think the paragraph talks about the structure has historical or architectural merit and I don't know that that's a historical building or has architectural merit that that paragraph applies to 101 Marshall Lane Um, but the way I read the ordinance in its entirety that anytime it talked about giving a tax incentive it was um, that a new and it's right in there a new investment and uh, would not happen in Derby without tax incentive requested, um, and that the level of taxation threatens the continued existence of a structure um, and it talks about cost of improvement improvement to be to be constructed so again, are we talking about the ordinance took effect at the in in October? The way I read it was. Anything forward? Somebody comes. They're next. I, and I think these are questions. The way our legal interpretation—that's how I'm interpreting them.
3: If, if, so. I, if I may, when we started the uh, program back in um, I, Charlie, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was back in March of last year. Uh, the tax incentive program. Um, we thought that the it would only last like a month or two uh, to get the meetings in. But because of, you know, we, we took a cross section of Orange, uh, Oxford, Seymour, you know, and we sort of brought that together, and then Corp council had to take that verbiage, and so it, it lasted longer, and of course, Mr. Guerrero wanted to open by, by school, school time, September, and um, uh, this, you know, it just took too long, he had to start his work, so that's why it looks like it's Previous of the of the uh, approval, and not only that, but I, I, I would just like to also thank Mr. Guerrero that you know there, there's two blighted houses across the street um, which he has bought and he's going to fix so when the parents of the children come to visit their children uh, they're going to be able to stay in those houses. So um, you know he's not only uh, putting money into our uh, into our land, but he's also you know, helping uh, the the area.
4: But I also uh, and and I don't want I'm not here to get an interchange any further with with the the gentleman that had was here and spoke, but he also said he had been to Derby for a period of months before planning and zoning you know to look at the building so um, you know be that as it may, the tax incentive program didn't exist two years ago or however long when he first came here, so it. I, I I think I need the clarification. Is it says the ordinance is not retroactive. So what does that mean? And I don't know that this building fits the adaptive use now. If that's what Mr. DeSento is saying, that's where he because it doesn't fit the other criteria. So I, and I don't know how. Okay. It fits so at this,
0: this point, uh, Vin Marino, the city attorney, will chime in because basically last month at the board of alderman meeting, all these issues were raised as. Alderwoman Woman De Janeiro noted and the city voted to hold off on granting AIP this tax break until Vin Marino came back with a legal opinion. Because you heard all the issues that Alderwoman Alder Woman De Janeiro was raising. It's, it's this is retroactive. Our, our ordinance says it can't be retroactive. We're applying this to as an adaptive reuse and it doesn't jive with this application, this property specifically, doesn't jive or meet the definition that's in the ordinance we passed, and also sort of a third issue is if we grant this retroactively, can't Wendy's and McDonald's and any commercial non-residential property that's done a big renovation in the last couple of years come back and say, hey, you give them a tax break, you have to give me a tax break. Now, Vin Marino, I didn't, I'm not including his entire answer. Uh, it went on for a little bit, uh, so, uh, but basically, he said. You have the power to grant or not grant to anybody you want. It doesn't matter if you give it to one and, and not the other. And uh, a lot of this is open to your interpretation. Uh, and you're the Board of Aldermen and interpret it uh, in a way that you see fit. So closing it out is Vin Marino, the city attorney for Derby. And I guess after that, I'll just play the, uh, the outgoing music, and I will talk to you guys again later this week. Thanks a lot for listening.
5: So if, if I may... Uh... Uh, the Councilwoman brings up a number of points, I think, that are uh, obviously all related to the ordinance, but unrelated to uh, the, the issue. that The retroactivity, I, I, I'd simply say, just to kind of point out, what does that mean? That means, for example, Wendy's, McDonald's, they recently did upgrades within the last couple of years. Uh, They could not under this ordinance come and get a benefit of your tax incentive ordinance because that would be a true retroactivity application of the ordinance the construction was um, approved performed and completed well prior to the adoption of this ordinance, so you could not retroactively give the benefit of a tax incentive to uh, those types of developments. the uh, section right above that, section G, provides some discretion to the Board of Aldermen, uh, meaning that if someone were to come forward with a project across the street even, in an area where we believe uh, would best benefit from tax incentive, you are under no obligation to enter into a tax incentive agreement with anyone. You, you have the unfettered discretion that means you can do what you want, meaning you do not have to enter into any agreements at any time, notwithstanding that this ordinance is in place. So I just want to uh, make sure that everyone's aware that just because this ordinance is on your books, it does not obligate you to do anything. Okay? <coughs> well, God bless you. you. Uh, <clears throat> with respect to the issue that we're talking about, is it's it's a bit of a, uh, of, a of a kind of a. A nuance moment in that uh, this project seems to be straddling two different points in time. Unlike the McDonald's and the Wendy's that had been approved, completed, and uh, uh, constru- uh, the construction finalized prior to this, this uh, uh, developer uh, went started a process, uh, and during the time of that process started construction and then this came into being with the construction not being wholly completed by the time that this ordinance was put into place and it's my understanding there's ongoing construction that is going to be forthcoming. Whether or not that construction would qualify I can't speak to at the moment because that's something that's up to your assessor to determine through that analysis. So what we have I would say because you're kind of in this nuanced moment with this project where you have a project that uh, kind of straddles the adoption of the ordinance uh, I think it brings us to really the, 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 the third point and that is does it let's assume for the sake of the hypothetical that uh, you're willing to enter an, into an agreement so we don't have to worry about that Let's assume we've gotten beyond the retroactivity aspect of it. Now the question is, does it fit under the terms of the ordinance? Because you know we can sit around academically and debate the retroactivity uh, of it or the uh, the discretion aspect of it. But if it doesn't, if the square peg doesn't fit into the, fit into the round hole, then we're wasting our time talking about the other two points. So the only section that this would apply would be the adaptive reuse aspect of the ordinance, and uh, you know I, I believe uh, when the and again this is your ordinance so it's subject to your interpretation, uh, but it's my recollection from the subcommittee is and I and I think it might have just been. Uh, loose draftsmanship at the time and then again you can interpret your uh, ordinance the way you see appropriate but where there are buildings in town that have historic value or might not otherwise be utilized in their present form so it's kind of a preservation provision. Uh, Can we avoid this structure from being demolished And repurposed for some other use than what it was originally intended. You can interpret that section to be in that way or you can interpret it the way other communities do and it's more in the historical nature. For example, the the buildings across the street that are going to be torn down. They should never have been torn down because of the historical nature of those buildings and we want to keep them and we want to preserve them and we do that through the adaptive reuse process. That is. this is a moment less of uh, kind of legal persuasion and more of your own interpretation of what you intend through the adaptive reuse provision because if you want to maintain and reutilize uh, buildings that you have throughout your community, then you can employ So in the end,
0: I this to be- that's that me closing my notebook, I think. But at the end of the day, after uh, much discussion, uh, at not the end of the day, at the end of the uh, meeting there, at the end of the discussion, I mean, they voted 7-2 to approve the tax break for AIEP. Uh, Alderwoman De Janeiro and Danafrio voted against it. So thanks a lot again for listening. Talk to you again.